We have a great episode for you today. It's actually a continuation of a previous episode, which we discussed the Roth IRA and more specifically the five-year rule. We got a lot of feedback on it, more questions around it. So what we did today is we brought in a special guest. She is our IRA consultant. Her name is Denise Appleby. We brought her in to explain in even more detail, what is the five-year rule? What do you need to think about when you're under the age of 59 and a half or above the age of 59 and a half and a lot of the nuances that come with it. So it's going to be a fantastic episode. You want to listen all the way through. Yeah. And you know, she is an IRA 401k consultant, but an expert at it. She uh, writes articles and, and, is a sought out uh, uh, consultant for financial advisors all over the country. So I just really want to make sure you understand who you're listening to. She understands this inside and out. In fact, she is the person we go to. By the way, as you listen to this, a couple things I want to remind you of. Number one, we go through a lot of numbers, uh, a lot of scenarios. So don't forget that there's a blog article written on this very episode uh, and topic. And also, if you would like to schedule a call where you say, hey, I need to understand this for my specific situation, because we do talk in general terms throughout the podcast, go to the website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. That brings up our calendar. It's a 15-minute phone call. We're absolutely happy to answer any questions that you might have. So take advantage of that. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. We are certainly happy to have you with us today and talking, uh, we're going to be talking about a topic I think that uh, a lot of people get confused about. In fact, Merce and I uh, did a episode ourselves on the Roth conversions uh, and the five-year rule and whether it be funding or not funding. We've had so many questions on that this year. We actually thought we would bring on the person that we go to uh, to get our questions answered. Uh, and she is an expert in all things IRAs. Her name is Denise Appleby. So Denise, thank you so much for coming back on. You've actually been on the podcast before. So we appreciate very much you revisiting with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Good. So we really kind of wanted to go back in, you know, when Merce and I did the episode, we basically took a lot of notes from actually our conversation and tried to lay those things out. But honestly, there's a lot of different parts of the five-year rule. Uh, in fact, when on our episode we did, um, Denise, we only talked about somebody over 59 and a half. So today we kind of want to talk the under 59 and a half and the over. So as we get into this topic, I think I just want to start it right off and say, could you just tell us high level, what is the five-year rule? And what are we even talking about when we say five-year rule? Okay. And I'm so glad you you positioned the question that way, because I want to correct you a little bit. 
and say okay. what are the five-year rules, right? Okay. Because I think that is the, the, the point of confusion for a lot of people, the fact that we have two separate five-year rules. And so when, when you're having that conversation with clients, um, the, the, the challenge is or the goal is to determine which five-year rule applies to the client. The first five-year rule is used to determine if a Roth IRA distribution is qualified. And for that five-year rule, it starts January 1 of the first year for which you fund your Roth IRA, and it never starts over. So if you funded your first Roth IRA in 2010, and you emptied out that account, has a zero balance, come 2023, you start a new Roth IRA. When does that five-year period start? January 1, 2010. Now, the, the second five-year period, you go to only if you're not eligible for a qualified distribution. And so part of what we have to do is identify what's, what's a qualified distribution, right? Um, you meet the first five-year rule that I talked about on one of four requirements, which I know you're going to get into later. If you meet those two requirements, then you don't care about the second five-year rule. But if you're not eligible for a qualified distribution, then you go to five-year rule number two. And five-year rule number two is used to determine if a distribution of Roth conversion amounts are subject to the 10% additional tax or early distribution penalty. Now, this one's different because it applies only to conversion amounts or rollovers from pre-tax uh, side of employer plans like 401ks. And it starts every year that you have one of those transactions. So if you do a Roth conversion in 2020 and you're taking a distribution, the distribution comes first from a conversion that you do in 2020 before one that, that you would do in say 2023. So if you're listening already, you can understand that there are some nuances here that we need to understand around what the five-year rule is. And the, I think the reason that we're we're bringing it up as a full-on podcast topic, and we've had a previous episode on, is because we are talking tax strategy right now with a lot of our clients. And part of that recommendation or something that can become an opportunity is, hey, taxes are somewhat on the lower side right now. We know taxes are going up in 2026 if, unless there's significant legislative change. So a lot of our clients right now are doing Roth conversions, but it's not as simple as deciding to pay the tax and then also uh, uh, or deciding to pay the tax, get the money in the Roth account. Now you're good to go. It's also, we got to understand some of the nuances of the Roth and the five-year rule. Now, I think most of our clients are going to be in the scenario where they're really doing a Roth conversion for future potential use way down the road for their own retirement, or they are doing it for um, uh, their legacy. They're going to leave this money behind. And so for a lot of our clients, the five-year rule really isn't going to apply all that much, but it's still something that we need to understand. So Denise, can we, can we do this? Cause we also have plenty of listeners that are going to be in the age of say 50 to 55. They're uh, the, the key thing here is that they're under 59 and a half. So can mm -hmm. you speak to that crowd that is under 59 and a half? Let's just go with the example of someone that's 50 years old right now. Mm -hmm. They do not have a Roth account and they they have an opportunity to start doing Roth, con excuse me, Roth conversions because of their income situation is low. So we, we've deemed that a Roth conversion makes sense. Mm -hmm. They've never opened a Roth IRA in their life and mm -hmm. they're under 59 and a half. Could you walk us through an example of what that specific person needs to be thinking about? 
if they're going to be taking distributions? Uh, well, what they would want to think about if they're going to be taking distributions, uh, yeah. yes, before the age of 59 and a half. And then we can right, go. Yeah. The the goal is wait until I'm retired to start taking money out. But then life happens, right? right? Yep. So you're age 50, kind of 59 and a half, and you need to take money from your Roth IRA. If you haven't had the Roth IRA for at least five years, and we still have to talk about the five-year period because you could be under age 59 and a half and you're still eligible for a qualified distribution. But let's assume that this person is not eligible for a qualified distribution because as you said, it's, it's a new Roth IRA. So they haven't met the five-year period. If that person takes a distribution from their Roth IRA, we have to go to what is referred to as the ordering rules. And under the ordering rules, distributions are taken from a Roth IRA in a specific order. You have what I like to call as three tr trances or three levels. Let me say levels because I can pronounce that better than tranches. <laughs> <laughs> so you have three levels, right? And, you know, you got to say to yourself, where's my distribution coming from? Which level? And the first level is, uh, so look at it like a cake and you're eating from the top of the cake, right? The top layer is your regular Roth IRA contributions. And if you rolled over any money from Roth 401k plans to your Roth IRA, that would include any basis that was rolled over too. So level one, regular contributions, basis from Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, Roth 457bs. You take those out first. They're always tax-free and penalty-free, right? When you've done with that level, you go to the second level, which is conversions from traditional SEPs and simples and rollover from the pre-tax side of say 401k pension plans. Those amounts, when you take them out, they are going to be subject to a 10% additional tax or early distribution penalty unless you qualify for an exception. And the question becomes, well, what are the exceptions? See those exceptions that apply to traditional IRAs? They also apply here, but there's a bonus exception which says if you had converted that amount for at least five years, then you get an exemption to the 10% early distribution penalty. So in your example where this person just started the, the account, which means they haven't funded the Roth IRA or converted the amount at least five years ago, they're going to owe the 10% penalty, but no income tax. Now, if they used up all of level two and now they're in level three, that's earnings. That's going to be taxable. That's going to be subject to the 10% early distribution penalty unless they qualify for an exception. And so what I like to tell people is, okay, so you feel like you have no choice but to take money from your Roth IRA. Make sure that you stay away from level three because that's going to be taxable because it's non-qualified. And if you can, stay away from level two as well, because even though it's not going to be taxable because you paid taxes at the point of conversion, it's going to be subject to the 10% additional tax unless you qualify for an exception. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, 
Get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Okay. So that lays out some nice guidelines. I do want to, though, before we go on and and continue to talk, because you brought it up right before we got into this particular question. So let's go back to the scenario of my conversions. And you said each time I do a conversion, I have a basically, I think, a five-year rule on each one of those conversions. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a tricky question maybe, but whose responsibility is it to track, because I mean, you know, if I do, let's say I do a $10,000 uh, conversion in, over the next five years, um, and and I now am, how am I knowing where I'm getting that money from and I'm tracking that? Do I need to have like a, you know, spreadsheet that says, hey, here's when I did this, this, and this? Like, how do we, how do we really need to think about that? Yeah. Ultimately, it is the customer's responsibility. The IRA custodian will not track this. There's no way they can, right? Because all of your IRAs are aggregated for that purpose. You know, when it comes to IRAs, there's a lot of aggregation going on. Um, you're aggregated for when you started the first five-year rule. You're aggregated for what year you did a conversion. So you did a, a conversion in 2023 and you did a conversion in 2024, 2023 separate. The IRA custodian doesn't know if you also did a conversion somewhere else for 2023. And so the IRA says, custodian, if you don't know if they qualify for an exception, if you don't know if they are eligible for a qualified distribution, report it as a non-qualified distribution that does not qualify for an exception. And so now when you go to the CPA to file your tax return, you're going to have to show them proof that you qualify for the five-year rule or any one of the other exceptions. Otherwise, you're going to owe the 10% early distribution penalty. And what I usually say to, to clients is store those documents, like your form 5498 that shows the contributions and the conversion. Store them in, say, like a Google file that you know you'll forever have access to as long as you don't lose your password. <laughs> Because sometimes we have so many mergers and acquisitions, you move over to custodian ABC and two years later, they can't find a document that you funded your Roth IRA for the other firm that they moved over from, even though that they're required to. But sometimes things happen. So as taxpayers, we have to be responsible for protecting ourselves as is allowed under the tax code, or we're going to owe taxes, or we're going to pay taxes. We won't owe it, but we'll pay it because we don't know that we don't owe it because we don't keep proper records. Okay, I want to build a, a little quick scenario for you, and then we'll move on to another question. So I'm going to use easy ages and 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 uh, and math. Let's say I got a 60 year old uh, uh, person who has had a Roth now for well over five years. Okay, so they're 60. They've got let's say a hundred thousand dollars in their Roth, right? But last year they did a conversion right? So we're one year into this conversion. And so they did a conversion last year of, let's just say, uh, so they had a hundred thousand, they did another hundred thousand dollar conversion. So now they got $200,000 in their Roth. Now that, that one conversion that they did now, even though they're over 60, they, and they had the Roth open, they've got to wait five years on that conversion before they can get to it. Am, am I understanding that right? 
No, and I love the way you pose that question because it allows me to answer the question of what's the purpose of the second five-year rule? It's only to determine if you're subject to the 10% additional tax on a conversion, right? If you're over age 59 and a half, you don't owe the 10% additional tax. So you don't need to keep tracking the, the five-year rule for conversions. You're home free. And in a case where someone is at least age 60 and has had a Roth IRA for at least five years, we don't track anything. All we need to prove is that you have met the five-year rule and you're at least age 59 and a half. So that's a very nice place to be, no longer required to track anything. So if your client is at least age 59 and a half, the only question then becomes, have they had a Roth IRA for at least five years, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then if the answer is no, the only thing we need to be concerned with is level three, because then distributions from that would be subject to ordinary income tax. I'm going to say one thing here. Okay. And I'm gonna let I, you... I've got another example question too. Go okay. Ahead. So, so very quickly, I want this, I think, to kind of come into somebody's head. And what I'm going to say at this point is, even if I only did a very small, little tiny conversion, I want to do something, I think, earlier than later to get my Roth open so that I, so when I get down to that, to that point, that I'm going to have it open, whether I do a contribution or a small conversion of some sort, right? Because I'm just trying to establish that I've got a Roth open. So, yeah. you know, for me right now, you know, we're, we actually can do a Roth 401k. I cannot do a Roth contribution, right? Mm -hmm. Uh for all the guidelines there, but I could do a small Roth conversion just to make sure I've got the Roth open. Yeah. Excellent strategy. And I say that to everyone, start your Roth five-year clock right now. Make okay. sure it's legitimate because that's part of what you alluded to. Can't be a regular contribution if you're not eligible, but it can always be a conversion. So yeah. use that to start your five-year clock for qualified distributions. So I'm gonna go back to one more example, I think to bring it home, go back to my 50-year-old my person They've never had a Roth, but from 50 to 60, they're doing $10,000 conversions every single year from 50 to 60. So 10,000 for 10 years, 100,000 of conversions have made it into the account. So the way I'll say it back to you and tell me if I'm right, they open the Roth. It's been open for 10 years. So our five-year rule on, on that side has been checked. Um, we've made it to age 60 before they need to take a distribution. So a qualified distribution rule has been checked. So am I, am I saying it right that on any distribution going forward after they reach age 60 is going to be tax-free, no penalty, and they can tap into the growth without penalty as well? Absolutely. Perfectly said. Yes. Okay, great. So <laughs> I've just got a curious question because, you know, legislatively, there things are always kind of up in the air, right? The RMD age is moving around, has been moved around a lot in the last three years since the pandemic because of the SECURE Act. Um, has have, have you heard anything about, you know, legislatively changes coming or that are on the table that hopefully never get passed around Roth IRAs <laughs> and five-year rules and tax-free growth? Have you heard anything around that? No, I haven't heard anything. And as you know, a few years ago, they tried to take away some Roth provisions. They even included it in a draft uh, proposal, right? But it never made it. And if you look at the provisions on the Secure Act 2.0, that's very Roth friendly. They were, they've been adding a lot of Roth provisions. And 
my opinion is I don't think Roth is going anywhere because that's how they the IRS gets their money, right? Mm -hmm. In traditional, it's tax deferred, tax deferred growth. And so they have to sit there and wait to get the income taxes. Whereas with Roth IRAs, they get paid up front. You know, and I think <laughs> like most people, pay me up front. And, and that works for me because I'm sure that I'm getting my money now instead of possibly later. So no, I haven't heard anything negatively. Um I don't think anything is going to happen if my opinion counts. So real quick, I want to get one clarification on my, uh, these are all my questions for me. Okay. Uh, so if I do a Roth 401k, I want to go back to that. Let's say I start a Roth 401k. Does that start my five-year clock or does it need to be a Roth IRA? It needs to be a Roth IRA. Excellent question. So you have, you, you've had your Roth 401k for six years, right? You never had a Roth IRA. You roll it to your Roth IRA brand new Roth IRA. Guess what? The five-year period for the Roth IRA just started. Okay. Does not carry over. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, we, we, this is, you know, such a great education, I think just for everybody, because it's not something, you know, Merce and I work with IRAs all the time, not with the five-year rule all the time. And so, the idea is, okay, we want to make sure we're really clear on this. And that's why we're so happy to have, uh, uh, your, uh, uh, expertise and and helping with us. Now, are there any things that you think that we've not asked that you say, hey, Raiden, make sure you guys are are thinking about this, anything around, whether it be the five-year rule, IRAs, Roth IRAs, anything like that, that you think, hey, this is something I see that people overlook, or we want to make sure that we hone in on that. Yeah. Um, you know, th there are a lot of things to think about when it comes to the five-year rule for determining if a distribution is qualified, right? Um, the one that you just talked about, it, 401k, Roth 401k doesn't start it for, for the Roth IRA. It starts with the Roth IRA. If a spouse beneficiary inherits a Roth IRA, the five-year period, if, if the spouse treats it as her own, let me just say her, you know, similar. Yeah. If she treats it as her own, then her husband's five-year period and her five-year period are merged oh. and she gets the earlier of the two, right? But if she moves it to a beneficiary IRA or any non-spouse beneficiary, they inherit the five-year period for the decedent. And so the beneficiary needs to know that this Roth IRA that I inherit met the five-year period because it doesn't start with me. It starts with the decedent. Um, and so you know, accountants need to ask that questions for inherited account. Do you have documentation that shows when the account was started? Because if it has been at least five years, no, we have an inherited account, then everything's tax-free and penalty-free. Because for qualified distributions, it's five years and either death, disability, 59 and a half, or up to 10,000 for first-time homebuyer purposes. So beneficiaries would be tax-free, penalty-free if the five-year period has been made. All right. Well, very good, Denise. Uh, thank you again for hopping on today. Clearly, you know, there are things that you need to think about when it comes to Roth conversions, five-year rules, IRAs, retirement planning in general. Uh, and so that's why we, we've decided to, you know, partner with Denise as a consultant to have in our back pocket when we have questions like this to answer for our clients. But if you're, if you're listening and, you know, it's, it's always going to be good to have an expert on your side when it comes to these nuances that can potentially get you in trouble down, down the road from a tax perspective if you didn't do it, uh, if you didn't think it through all the way. Um, so uh, we are here, as always, for any questions that you have around this topic, this episode, or anything else that we've discussed in, in the past. And uh, we're always happy to bring as much knowledge to the table as we can. So, Denise, thank you again for being here. 
You're very welcome. And they should contact you about R&Bs too. R&B season's coming up. You guys are yeah. very good when it comes to that. So hopefully they'll contact you with your R&B questions as well. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Denise, for bringing that up too. And I always like to remind people, if you do have questions, you can just go to the website, go to the top right-hand corner, click on schedule call, and it's a 15-minute call that you can get on the phone with myself or Merce, and we'll try to answer any questions you have. And if we get stumped, we always reach out to Denise. So thank you very <laughs> thank much, you. Denise. We appreciate you coming on today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.